Bum, 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 bum. Final hour of the summer on home thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai 2023 SUV sale event is on now and it's uh, with with a big heart. I want to welcome our listeners on the SEN track stations across New South Wales and Queensland and the ACT. Find us on YouTube. Just search Joel and Fletch SEN and subscribe today. That's right, Joel Fletch Sen, the uh, Danish uh, member of the International yes, Space astronaut. Station. Joel Fletchson. <laughs> Just, uh, it's great to watch, uh, Barney. I don't know if you know this, but there is a uh, there's a cricket test that's taking place tomorrow down in Adelaide. Oh, I'm um, excited for this. I love an Adelaide test. I do too. Have you been to the Adelaide test before? I've never been to the test. I've, I've watched some Shield at the Adelaide Oval, um, and I've uh, I've done the tour. I've hung out. Uh, I saw where uh, Graham Swan signed the bath. Um, there. Yeah, right. Yeah, he signed an ice bath. I, he, went, he, he, I think he played his last test there. He, he might have. He was that when he tour. quit? Yeah, couldn't yeah. handle the pressure. There was a few of those. Um, I I went down for a day down there. Oh, yeah. And it was 2011 when the English came out and absolutely pumped us in the ashes. And the one day I was there was the day Alistair Cook got a double century. And no. uh, somebody else was at Triscothic or something. The Disney Prince. Mate, it was. I flew all the way down there. It was. It was a waste of time. But... You know what? It's not a waste of time. The Aussies taking on the Windies tomorrow. And joining us on the line now is Essien's very own cricket guru. It is Barat Sandarason. You there, Barat? I'm right here, guys, listening to you talk about uh, my beautiful city, if I can say that myself these days. Uh, and yeah, it is quite something watching Test cricket uh, or covering Test cricket in at the Adelaide Oval. It's it's always special. Often, kind of uh, the the venue becomes its own hero, if that makes sense. Often it's not so much about who's playing, but just the Adelaide Oval uh, in all its glory, starring as it does every time there is a test match here. Yeah, the Adelaide Oval's got the reputation for, um, well, it, it's as much about what's going on in the Oval as what's going on out the back there, <laughs> the hospitality area. I know it's been a big, traditionally it was always a big thing. A lot of uh, South Australians from the country would make the pilgrimage mm. down and spend, this was their sort of annual trip to Adelaide, and they'd spend the test just socialising out the back. Where where, where do you find yourself uh, perched most of the time when you're not in the box, mate? Are you are you out the back just taking in the social vibe? Oh, I wish I could. Like, I do have one of those uh, issues in life where I cannot miss a single ball of cricket when the cricket's on. So, <laughs> uh, so I just find myself glued into uh, what's happening when I'm not in the box. But, I mean, there are, there are so many distractions. Uh, and that's one of the main reasons I don't wander around the, the Adelaide Oval when the match is on, because you can easily get sucked into one of those distractions. Like you said, the village green at the back. Uh, and and it just generally, I mean, it's where the corporates come together. Like you said, there are so many uh, college reunions, school reunions uh, happening all over the place, uh, wedding parties as well at times. So, um, there's always a lot of buzz around the cricket, uh, especially when you know one of their own is not in, in action. I, I remember last year when Travis Head became the first South Australian since Greg Blewett to make 100 at the Adelaide Oval. For those 15 minutes, I think everyone vacated the, the hospitality areas that were watching. Uh, they applauded Travis Head when he got to 100, uh, and they turned their back on the cricket and walked away when he got out, when he was run out, if you remember. 
despite the fact that the guy walking out to bat was another South Australian, Alex Carey. But yeah, that's how <laughs> big Travis Head is in in these parts. But yeah, it's yeah, you're right. I mean, it's 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 an event, right? It's not just a Test match. It's become that. Uh, uh, and interesting that this time it's in January. I think uh, we've had only one January Test in, at the Adelaide Oval in the last ten or fifteen years. Um, so it's going to be different. Um, the school holidays are ending this week in South Australia, so wow. I don't know how festive it'll be as compared to the last few years. Now, Barrett, today, um, let me just read. I think this is from your ex or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. Uh, something that happens today. <laughs> yeah, let's oh, not get into his yeah, personal you just life, got mate. Me really wanted to. Wondering why my ex was getting in touch with you. She, uh, <laughs> she, she reached out to us. She heard she was you on the show. Too much cricket. <laughs> she said, "Does he need to see every single ball?" I'm like, "No, not every ball." You've written. Uh, well, so you went to the photo shoot today with um, yeah. uh, Braithwaite and um, and uh, Pat Cummins. So let me just read this yeah. what you wrote. As pre-series captain photo, <laughs> captain's photo shoots go, can't think of too many more romantic than this one. Not just the setting, the hill at Adelaide Oval, where many wedding pictures do get taken, but also the poses that Pat Cummins and Craig Braithwaite <laughs> were made to do. Love is in the air. You're, you are bang on here. If you... Um, where there can is, they, if you go to Barat's um, X, <laughs> that yeah. sounds weird, doesn't it? Which yeah. is, I think you're at Beastie Boy 07, which yeah. we need to talk to your ex about that too. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> you, you can see these photographs. And so the first pose is the two of them sitting, um, looking, um, you know. Sitting under the shade of a tree yeah, by the look of it, doesn't looking, it? Looking quite, I don't know, chuffed with themselves. Sort of. All that's missing is on. a picnic rug and a cheese board. Yeah, that's right. And then the other one's them standing back to back. Um, Classic sort of um, ABBA pose, isn't yeah, it? I yeah, I like it. Arms folded. Mate, how, how was it down there? Are they both quite relaxed leading into this test? Uh, they are. And, and, and when I speak about the, or what I meant, mean by the poses is uh, there was this very strict photographer uh, who was getting them to do all these things. She was saying stuff out like, smile. No, smile like you mean it. Okay. <laughs> laugh out aloud and Pat Cummins was like tell me a joke uh, <laughs> it was, and and then in that photo where they stood up with their backs turned to each other she's yelling out to them saying make sure the shoulders are touching so I was like what is happening oh, here it wow. was quite funny make sure uh, the shoulders are touching uh, it, it, oh yeah yeah it was... Pat Cummins would be 6'4 and Craig Braithwaite <laughs> from my memory would be about 5'11 how did how, well, yeah. did they have a box? <laughs> <laughs> Good point, right? Like, yeah, so I, I don't know. It, it was just one of those, which is what, like, that's how romances are built, though, right? I mean, you don't want two people the same height, two people very similar getting uh, together with each other. He's yeah. right, This yeah. is a perfect contrast, Pat Cummins and big fast bowler, slight opener. It all made sense to me. But, yeah, they were both relaxed. While I think the only time they got stressed was when, the the photographer asked their shoulders to touch, but apart from that, just generally leading into the test match, like Australia, new beginning for them with Steve Smith at the top of the order. Uh, Pat Cummins said he's never seen him more excited uh, uh, than than he is now to for this new role. Uh, Craig Brathwaite, I mean, every time we look at the West Indies, it feels like it's the start of a new era because they have new players, <laughs> and there will be three debutants. Three out of the seven uncapped players will be. 
uh, on show tomorrow. So, yeah, I mean, plenty to look forward to, uh, even if uh, from a West Indies perspective, uh, you're not quite sure what it is that you're expecting to see. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that. We don't know what to expect from this uh, West Indies side. And I was saying on the show um, before we came to you that I'm a bit worried that maybe we're underestimating this side. Like the the whole media talk has been, look, you know, it's not Mm. expected to be competitive. Um, you know, we don't really expect a lot from these these guys. Is there a chance that we are underestimating them and these guys might be quite competitive like we saw Pakistan? We didn't expect as much from them, but yeah. that was a lot close. They fought a lot harder and that was a lot closer series than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, very much so. And they had moments in Melbourne and Sydney, didn't they, Pakistan? So, I mean, look, I did, uh, I was calling the warm-up game uh, for, for the live stream that West Indies played against CA11. I mean, albeit it was against a team which, I mean, had a lot of players without BBL contracts. And uh, some guys or most guys who have not had a great Shield season uh, with bat or ball. Uh, so, I mean, it would be tough to rate the West Indies or any team when you're playing in a game like that. And it wasn't a first-class game either. So, you could just bat for as, as long as you wanted to. And it was one of those um, genuine practice games. So, But there were a few things that stood out to me. Firstly, they took all their slip catches, which Pakistan did not do, which I was very impressed by. Um, their fast bowling, Rokima, Roach and Azadi Joseph, both of them have been around for a while now. I mean, Kima, this is his fourth tour. Even though he averages 90 with the ball, he ran in on two consecutive hot days. So he's really hungry to go. That's a good sign. He broke down very early in Perth last summer, and that hurt them a lot. Adari Joseph, the same. He's got, he's got another million-dollar IPL contract, but he's not turned his back on red ball cricket. He played every test that they played last year, and he's back here again. Uh, and the new fast bowler, Shamar Joseph, who I'm really, I've been hyping him up for a while because I was very impressed with what we saw. You would have seen some clips of him on social media. So uh, the bowling-wise, I think they're pretty sorted. Um, the batting, look, there are a lot of flashy left-handers in the middle order, and I'm sure you'll see them uh, in action tomorrow or day after. Uh, but if, and that's the thing with these flashy West Indian batters, right? If they come off, they're fun to watch. And if one of them have the kind of day that, you know, often happens in test cricket maybe balls fly through the gap to start with and they start feeling very confident and they get away they will score quickly if they do so i i don't think we should be overly cynical with uh what's to come at least not for now uh let's let's give them a test match and, and then if you really want to bury them go ahead and see uh you know if, if they do perform very poorly then maybe yes but for now like pat cummins said it's it's exciting very rarely do you get to see a test series where you know nothing about very little about what the opposition has to offer absolutely now you spoke of their strength and their bowling attack do you do you know if they've basically heard steve smith dare them to bounce him in this game <laughs> he's done that before i remember when he said those words for a few days ago here in adelaide it brought back memories of what he said in 2019 in manchester so he gets hit at lords misses leads with concussion and i remember him doing a press conference <laughs> right. before the manchester test saying all right if they're going to target my my body or my head uh, they're not targeting my stumps or my pads. So they're the two fewer ways of getting out for me. So uh, that's pretty much what he said the other day as well about uh, why one of the reasons why he wants to bat at the top of the order. He just wants to kind of get some more rhythm and flow into his batting because he's the, since Neil Wagner happened five years ago, five summers ago, teams have just gone short to him from the moment he's walked out. And he's really not, or rarely got his innings going. A Steve Smith innings when he's 20 of 20, 
is when he then like kind of pulls back things and gets into rhythm. That's not happened for a, uh, or very often anyway in the last few years. So he still averaged 43 last year, didn't he? So it's just a new challenge to get himself exciting. And yeah, it looks like he has thrown the gauntlet to the West Indians. Uh, I expect Shamar Joseph, the new fast bowler, to to go short to him. He has a sharp bouncer, uh, but neither Kima, Roach, or Alzari Joseph is going to do that. So it, it, it's again right another thing to look forward to uh, over the next five days and and at the at the Gabba as well. Yeah, you're not wrong, Barat. And thank you for mentioning Neil Wagner just to get our New Zealand listeners involved. They'll be up and about after hearing that <laughs> yeah. name, mate. Did he come through in the top five Kiwi bowlers of all time? I, I haven't seen a nomination. We're doing top five. So we're doing top five Kiwi hmm. bowlers of all time. You got any opinions there, Barat? Oh, I mean, everybody knows who's right on top is uh, the great Richard Hadley. Yes, yeah. Oh, sorry, Richard Hadley. Um, yeah, look, Trent Bolt has to be number two for me. Right, I know Bobby Tim yes. Southey yep. might have taken more wickets. Yeah, Trent Bolt right up there. What about Vutters? Uh, Daniel Vitter. Yes, Vutters. Yep. He's in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in there. Um, I mean, Saudi purely because of longevity. Like 2008 onwards, he's played mm. all formats. Uh, but does he make it? Uh, I'm not sure, really. I mean, Shane Bourne had more impact in the fewer test matches he played, right? Yes, right? Or, or one day yes, cricket. Yes, so, yes. for me, I guess I'll throw Shane, Shane Bourne in there. Um, yeah, then it's a toss-up between Saudi and Neil Wagner. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. I, I think I, you have to go with Saudi purely because he's done it across all formats and uh, he's led the side, and you know he's. He's contributed to the bat, but that's not what we're talking about here. But yeah, I mean, he's got big players out. I mean, he had the wood over Tendulkar, and then later years, he's had the wood over Virat Kohli. So yeah, I think Tim Saudi would be number five for me. You know what? This is why SEN has the best coverage, because I threw that same question to uh, to the, the guys at ABC, and none of them could none name them five it. Kiwi bowlers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Barat, just off the top of his head, question without notice, here's my top five. The other top five, Barat, that we're doing is top five, um, well, what would you Horrific injuries, mm. sporting. We 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 crossed to uh, BP Brett Phillips at the tennis. He had one for us that was tennis related. What's the worst one you've seen on a cricket pitch? Oh, I, I don't. I didn't watch it live, but um, I, if you go back and find this YouTube video of um, uh, David Lawrence, I think his name was a uh, big uh, English fast bowler of uh, Caribbean origin. Uh, he had a terrible injury in playing in ninety one, ninety two. Never played test cricket again. Became bodybuilder. Uh, but I, I remember Sri Lankan uh, wicketkeeper, this happened live in 1997. Uh, I saw him being hit on the head by Javagal Srinath in, in Mumbai. And like there was, there was a puddle of blood on the pitch. And it was very scary. Uh, this is way back when, 1997. Uh, or even, uh, I mean, we're talking injury, injury though, aren't we? Uh, so Well, we've just, we were thinking, yeah. yeah, we're thinking like Mark Richardson. Remember the cramps that he got? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or even, yeah, well, Glenn Maxwell doing the salmon at the World Cup. Yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> when he got his 200. Oh, yeah, that was that was fun. And, and it wasn't the first time I'd seen someone do that in Mumbai. Faf Duplessis did it uh, oh. very similarly against India in that at that same ground a few years ago. He hit 100. And he was hitting sixes of one leg and one arm. But yeah, what Glenn Maxwell pulled off last year was, <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> He, that was freakish. Uh, that wasn't cricket, right? I mean, at times you watch someone do something and you're like, oh, that's not cricket. What is what sport is he playing? But whatever it is, it's great fun. So, yeah, I mean, cramping in cricket uh, almost go hand in hand, right? But yeah, Mark Richardson, I think because of who Mark Richardson was, I think it just made Yeah, it we read yeah. between the lines with well, you, Barrett. Because remember when Mark Richardson caught Shane Warne out? Yeah. And on 99. It, on 99, and he bowed. Off a no ball. Yeah, over here. 
<laughs> it was a no ball. It was later yeah. proven. Hey, Barry, I wanted to ask you, you, you spoke earlier about your passion for cricket and that you have to watch every ball. Do you remember the moment when you fell in love with cricket? Oh, I think my first moment I remember in life is cricket. Like it was a tri-series happening right here in Australia, India, Australia, West Indies. And that's my first memory of life, oh. as, as I know it really. So, um, and I remember Desmond Haynes batting with a, uh, with like one of those bandanas around, is it not bandana? Like the the headband. Yeah. Um, you oh, know. Dizzy. So it was. Yeah, I, I really don't remember much about the first five years of my life. Clearly, maybe it wasn't exciting enough, but <laughs> that is my first memory of life. And you know, Patrick Patterson running and then bowling, and uh, yeah, and Craig McDermott with the uh, with the zinc cream. Yeah, he was my favorite fast bowler, favorite cricketer for for a while. You know, you're a five year old kid, you you don't know what. What's ha- uh, you don't know much about life. You don't know much about the world. And then there's this guy looking like a warrior on, on your television screen. So uh, maybe not everybody's first favorite cricketer, but Craig McDermott was my ultimate hero for the first two years of playing cricket. I tried uh, putting a lot of um, whatever lotion I could find around the house on my face, but I just couldn't. <laughs> I did not look the same for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was quite a large man. He you was were a small tall. child. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now... <laughs> Uh, oh, on the text line, other New Zealand uh, great quicks from Matt says uh, he's naming Ewan Chetfield. Uh, Chatfield, mm. sorry, I pronounced that like a Kiwi. Um, Martin Snedden and Lance Cairns. Lance Cairns yeah. was quite a quite a player. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Chris Cairns right up there as well, right? I mean, mm. a lot of things happened with Chris Cairns' life later on, but um, he had so many skills with the ball, uh, you know, a, Often underrated because of how good he was with the bat uh, and how good a slip fielder he was. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there are, yeah, you don't, I think because they don't end up having very long careers. Mm. Uh, like, you know, spoke about Chatfield and Snedden. They played through the 80s, obviously, before my time, uh, or even through the 90s. I mean, every time Dion Nash was fit, I thought he was a spectacular bowler. Uh, it's just that he just couldn't keep himself fit. He was one of those very classic uh, New Zealand fast bowlers. And and look, Danny Morrison had his time. Ah, as well. yes, uh, of course. You know, yeah. He had that unique action where his arm would just, just lift over the umpire's head. And uh, pe- he's become more known as a commentator in the last 20, so, 20 odd years. But um, yeah, you look back right after Hadley, it was Morrison who led that attack for nearly five, seven years. So yeah, they've had a history of those, but. Not too many who had the kind of lengthy careers that a Hadley or a Bolt or a Saudi has had. Now, with um, you just mentioned commentators. We've obviously got a great commentary team. Uh, the getting together down there in Adelaide, mate. Is there a like? Is there a pre-test match dinner that you guys all get together? <laughs> what is the plan for the evening? Does Jerry get the team together? Give you a bit of a like a pump up. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to talk. Um, does he ask you? Well, the local obviously will be curious about the weather. What's it going to be like for the week? Um, do we get five days of uninterrupted play, all that sort of stuff? Give, take me through the uh, the preparation a little bit behind the scenes. Yeah, no, I think it's all done through WhatsApp. We have a group where our, our wonderful chief of Craig and Mitchell Scott does the hard work, hard yards. He puts everything together. My job mainly is to, um, uh, especially with the opposition teams, is to get the the back back stories and the research done, and also get the pronunciations. Uh, clear that you know we had Pakistan now we have West Indies next year we'll have India or next summer so make sure that happens uh, we don't like we're like the the cool mafia guys we don't really meet each other uh, unless like you know we're on the job so oh. we actually, you know we just like you know walk in with that swagger like reservoir dogs swagger 
I like that. Exactly the movie I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. how we. That's which, how which, we function. Yeah. Which one are you? You, Mister Mister Brown, Mister Pink, <laughs> Mister Mister White? White. What was the one? There was no Mister Black, right? Because that was the cool one. No, Mister Green. I think uh, uh, I I I would I think it would be unfair of me to pick myself in it. Like, so I leave it to you guys. Like, yeah, you know how what I about, how I roll. Oh, okay. <laughs> then we've got Adam White, Dwayne Russell, Simon Cadditch, Damian Fleming, Ian Smith, Ryan Harris. <laughs> you <do> the colours <laughs> for each of these guys. Pete Layla. No, no, no. Give it. Give us your top five. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Smithy's. Yeah, yeah uh, Smithy's. Smith is Actually, get, you can do us a favour, Barat, and uh, if you can bring up this the, the conversation we've had, if you're in commentary with uh, Smithy over yeah. the course, can you bring up uh, a little bit of chat about top five Kiwi fast bowlers? Because I'd love to get his. Top oh, yeah, five. it'd be good to get Smithy's take. Hey, oh yeah, absolutely. Count count me in. Yeah, that that's gonna happen. Yeah, and he, what a man he is. What a what a great man. Like he's just. Uh, I mean, what do you hear of on on commentary? Is just who he is. Uh, off air as well, like excited about everything in life, curious about everything in life. He's just one of the best men I've ever met in cricket. Absolutely, Barat. We're going to let you go there. I'm getting the wind up here from Mark. Thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the test. Can't wait to hear you calling it, mate. Thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, talk to you very soon. Yeah. Bye bye.